We are now joined in the live digital studio here at Chapel Bell Curve with a, a friend of the pod and one of Nathan's uh, big football heroes and stats heroes of sorts. Um, I'll, I'll use the word hero, but Nathan, do you want to kind of introduce our, our friend here for this segment real quick? Yeah, so we have here today uh, Michael from, also known as the Senator from Get the Picture, sort of like, I would say, the Ur Georgia sports blog uh, in many ways. And we are very happy to have him here, obviously, because when anyone comes on this little rinky-dink motherfucker, it's just really shocking. Um, <laughs> so we're, yeah, put a click in. Yep. Did you know that, uh, behind the curtain real quick, anytime, anytime that I cuss on the show, Justin has to do the little dog clicker thing. So oh, that don't worry, you, know, you take it out. Okay. We bleep yeah, it. So, yeah. he knows, so he knows when to bleep it. But now I think it's like him Pavlovianly training me to like, to, to make less work for him. <laughs> it has worked. Yeah, yeah, it has. Anyway, uh, but yeah, we're, we're so excited to have you here. Um, and, you know, we obviously just spent the last, I don't know, 10 minutes off air, sort of just like gushing over how much we love the senator's work. But um, I think, you know, we as millennial UGA fans want to tap your wisdom for your thoughts on the season and thoughts on this game in particular, but also just some more like historical stuff. So, uh, Justin, where, where do you want to start here? I'd say before we even get into the nitty gritty of what we're going to ask you, I want to know for the folks that might not be aware of who you are, or what you do, what what is the blog, and what is the the kind of mission of the blog? Oh, our mission. Um, the blog is get the picture. I started it like I, like I told you guys. I started it uh, back in, two, in November two thousand six. And basically, I was just a little bored and wanted to try my hand at it. I uh, and it was funny. I actually had bumped into I don't I don't know if you guys know who Kyle King is, but Kyle yeah, yeah. he actually had probably if not the earliest Georgia blog close to it. And like me, he's an attorney, and I actually had started reading his blog a few days before I met him in person. And it was pretty pretty amusing when he he sort of just said, you know, I have a blog. And I said, I know, I've been reading it. He was very pleased. But I told myself after that, you know, here's a guy who's got a got a legal practice, a family, kids, and he's still able to blog on the side, so I figured I'd give it a try myself. The the blog itself, you know, you know, I don't know how it was with you guys, but back then, basically when you started a blog, it was more like a diary. And mm-hmm. I was lucky I was lucky enough, maybe, you know, it's, it's the voice that we're talking about, but I was lucky enough that it gained traction. And went from being just, you know, personal diary to more of a shared experience uh, with a in an online community, primarily Georgia fans. Uh, and so, the, I mean, the blog is is more than anything about Georgia football, but it's also, you know, spread out a bit more than that. I certainly touch on stuff that affects uh, college football more broadly. Um, you know, I rail about certain things probably too much, but, uh, it, it's, it's basically whatever, whatever I get interested in, in a, at a particular time that, uh, motivates me enough to want to say something about it. I like it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah I, I, we were talking earlier just for, in, in terms of what you were just referencing about how one of the really great things, if you're not reading Get the Picture, I have no idea how you're listening to this stupid, blo- uh, stupid podcast here, <laughs> but, um, 
One of the great things about Good Picture that we were talking about earlier is just the sort of very unique voice that it has. And I think that's sort of part of the draw, at least for me, has always been that it is it is always it is always on brand. Right. And it's it's going to be, you know, occasionally you're going to yell about amateurism. And that's just sort of part of the part of the experience. It's part of the throughout. Term. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that's really cool. Um, So. Well, I think maybe we can start out with sort of uh, the implications and our um, more subjective narrative uh, thoughts about the game as we kind of talk about it usually. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in my estimation, and this is obviously, I I know I don't want to make you feel old or anything, but I've only (laughs) been, I've only been a dog since about 2006. So certainly in my dog lifetime, this is the biggest game since I would say the 2007 blackout. Big, I, biggest home game you're talking about. Biggest home game, yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, the national championship shift kind of uh, trumps all. But in terms of home games, can you think of anything other than the blackout that has sort of? I, I would say, I mean, the big thing about the blackout that at the time was the situation around it and the week leading up to it. Being on campus at the time, it was just there was a real crazy feel in the air. Can you think of anything? Now, what are you talking about the 2007 game against Auburn? Yeah, the, that has approached this level of hype. Other than that, I Auburn would, game? I would hate to, I would, I hate to bring up ugly situations, but I would <laughs> probably argue that the Alabama game oh, yeah. next year. Yeah, 2008 Alabama. Yeah, which uh, didn't work out too well, but uh, that yeah. probably came pretty close in terms of atmosphere. Yeah, it, it definitely did. That was. Um, yeah, I was in band, so we didn't leave. So I remember every every second of that one. Yeah, I usually stayed a little bitter end, and then, you know, actually, there was about there was about a three or four minute stretch where it looked the second like second half where you thought, eh, you know, maybe they got a shot, then that went away, and it was just you know, Saban basically just crushed everything. Yeah, that was when I think that was one of the first games where it was very clear that there was a systematic difference between the Alabama and Georgia programs. Yeah, because when we had gone there in 2007, that that didn't necessarily feel like it was the case. It felt like we were it was back and forth game, and part of that was replacing John Parker Wilson with a I would say better quarterback, but still. Um, yeah, I think that. I mean, is there anything sort of like pre 2006 that you can remember that approached uh, this level? I well, my serious uh, stretch of attending home games started in. Uh, I'd say 80, 81. Uh, although you got to understand, uh, basically, uh, I went to University of Virginia undergraduate and Virginia football in the seventies was at a, a very, very bad place. And I basically got to the point where I quit watching college football because it was, it was just so awful. And Virginia came to Georgia in 79 and my roommate, uh, talked me into going to the game. And um, I still remember he bet me a case of beer that Virginia would get shut out. And he bet me another case of beer that Virginia would lose by 30. And the Hoos wound wound up winning the game 31 to nothing. They scored on the first play of the game. And I I was sitting there. I was fairly inebriated. And I was sitting there. I kept apologizing to Georgia people around me uh, (laughs) because I was... I realized, I mean, I, you know, I was rooting for, I was rooting for Virginia, but I, I was apologizing about, you know, I was saying things like, you know, I've never seen Virginia score like this before. And my friends said, I was lucky I didn't get the crap beat out of me. Uh, but anyway, that sort of rekindled things. I realized, you know, hey, I've been missing this. 
So I will tell you the the uh, the game in eighty against South Carolina was huge. You had you had two, uh, George Rogers versus Herschel. You had uh, you know, then South Carolina at the time was like a top ten team. I mean it, that game was a was a big deal. So you know, I, just thinking over the years, that that was certainly one of them. Um, the Auburn game in eighty three, which was after Herschel left. Uh, but Georgia and Auburn were basically duking it out for the SEC, and that was basically it was a great game. But Bo Jackson broke our heart with a big touchdown run. And that was another really huge deal. Um, you know, the other games were kind of big. You know, George. The, the problem was we hit this long stretch where uh, you thought you saw the light coming, and it was going to be great. I mean, there was a, the '92 game where. Uh, they turned the ball over five times and lost to a crappy Tennessee team. That, that, that 92 team should have played for a national title. It was really, really talented. And it just it screwed up twice, and that was it. And then it was 97 where they finally beat Florida, came back to play Auburn, and wet the bed. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, over the years, there have been, there have been big games at home. Um, this one's neat because it's a team that has never been to Athens before. And uh, I don't know if you guys went went up to South Bend in 2017, but that's one of the great trips I've ever had as a as a college yeah. football fan. Yeah, I and did. And so it I think that I think that sort. Of, yeah, it really was. I, so I think that sort of, all that just sort of feeds into it. The, the weird thing is, and I sort of hinted at at my blog today. I I'm just I'm not sure how tight this game's going to be, uh, and the reason I say that is. I can't believe how bad Notre Dame's run defense is. That's quite yeah. and and I and I look at that and think, you know, what Georgia can do, and, and, and unless something weird happens, I mean, it, I mean, Kirby's got to be sitting there quietly smiling as he does game prep, thinking about the fact that, you know, Notre Dame's going to let him do exactly what he wants to do. Yeah, if you so. look um, in the stats channel. Yeah, you can actually see I made Bill Connolly style radar charts for this uh, for this game, mm-hmm. and the Georgia offense versus Notre Dame defense radar chart. I, there's not really there are only two significant statistics in which uh, Notre Dame is even close to Georgia or can, can even like really be in the same realm, realm with them, and those are havoc rate and yards to go third. But I mean, Notre Dame's past success, rushing success rate is in the mid seventies. Their yards per play rush is in the 90s. I mean, I, I just, I have, I mean, this is a, this is a team that Jawan Pass and Louisville run ran on kind of at will for a quarter right. and a half. I mean, and, and New Mexico did well with them too. I mean, I, I looked at their, I mean, I didn't look at advanced stats today, but I looked at their at their growth stats. On third down, they're giving up over nine yards a rush, mm-hmm. regardless of, right. regardless of distance. Which tells me that they're they they're basically guessing pass a lot and getting surprised by it. But I you know I haven't watched enough Notre Dame football this year to know. But again, it just comes back to if Georgia can run on Notre Dame, I don't know how Notre Dame wins this game. Yeah, it, it's hard. It's you know we always there's always a part of me that is trying to prove the counterfactual. You know, oh uh, sure. And, and so it's hard to just it's hard for me for my take to be that shallow, but. Just I can't find. There are very few stats where I would say, okay, Notre Dame has an advantage here. There's a weird matchup thing going on where it's like everywhere that Notre Dame or everywhere that Georgia is weak, Notre Dame is also weak, and where Notre Dame is strong, Georgia is also strong. Right? Like mm-hmm. the only 
the only team that has like a clear advantage one way or the other is Georgia's rush defense versus whatever Notre Dame is doing in the front seven. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, res- I, re- I mean, their secondary's got a ton of experience. I respect that, but you know, the, again, if if Fromm gets to pick his spots because the running game's working, I'm I'm not sure how much experience is going to matter anyway. Because at some point in time, you're going to have to commit the safety s- to supporting the run game, and that's going to open up all kinds of stuff for Georgia. You know, there's always the, you know, there's the any given Saturday here. I mean, if Georgia turns the ball over four or five times, sure, it's a, it's a totally different thing. But, I, you know, like I said, I just, you know, if Kirby can run the ball, you know, if Georgia hits north of 250 rushing, and I don't see any reason why they can't, I, I don't know how Notre Dame puts something together to beat that. Yeah, it's it's sort of hard to plot. It's hard to plot that out, right? I mean, mm-hmm. short of injuries, turnovers, you know, sort of weird Gus Malzahn, rabbit foot mojo. It's hard to, it's hard to imagine it happening, but I, we are. And, kind that's, of like, and that's what's weird about this game. It's a huge game. And your, your first instinct when you're looking at a huge game is you figure, you know, either the teams are at, at, at basically equal level and you're, and you know, it's going to be a chess match to see who can, you know, get some, get something over on the other guy. I just, I, I rarely can remember games in this import for Georgia where I just sit there and say, you know, this is just not a good matchup if you're Notre Dame because if you, if you can't stop Georgia on the ground, it's going to be a long day. Yeah. Oh, and, and, it, and it leans into, uh, we've talked about this on the pod recently, but, you know, <laughs> I think Kirby's sort of biggest, I don't want to say weakness, but at least tendency as a coach is that he just wants to manball you to death. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that is his default state. And this is like, I mean, this is like a fat kid in a candy store situation for that, where it's like, not only does that, is that what he wants to do? It's what he should do in this one instance. I worry but, about you know, him. But even, even saying that, lesson. I'm not, I'm not even sure it's going to all be manball. I mean, one thing that's been fun to watch this year is, is Coley's been really good about attacking the edge both ways. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't want to do that as well. I mean, if, if nothing else, it's a great way to counter them trying to clog the middle up by shoving everybody, you know, uh, that way. Um, so I, I'll be really curious to see how this plays out because I just, it, it's a really strange feeling to me to, to look at this game the way I'm looking at it right now. It's true. Yeah, it is. It is. And it, it's weird because like the biggest games that we that I can remember, you know, at least, you know, the 2007 Auburn game, the 2008 uh, Alabama game, those coming in the week of we were especially the Auburn game. I mean, people forget this, but I think Auburn was in the top 10 and UGA was in the 20s, I think, at that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a very clear feeling that like this is going to be an upset if it happens. So like I'm just. On the one hand, I'm never ever gonna like wet blanket anyone about a game that this is this big of a deal. So you know, obviously, it's gonna be awesome. But I also just have a hard time like this game could be like like a blowout, possibly, right? Like it, it's probably not like it's not likely, but I'm just saying like there's still a very good chance if it goes the right way. Yeah, I mean, if, if if you know if the turnovers go the other way, other way, yeah. I mean, like I said, what, what, basically, when you've got this base of thinking that you're going to really do well running the ball, if you're Georgia, that I mean, that's you're eighty percent of the way home with that. Uh, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Cool, awesome. <laughs> um, so 
I want to hear. So, uh, yeah, we've talked a little bit about what what you know what needs to happen in the game and what we're hoping happens. But will you give us a few um, big takeaways on what you need to see in order for things to go to UGA's way? Just in a few short sentences. Uh, on offense, I mean, basically, if the offensive line has its way, um, I, I think you know that'll. That will allow Georgia to do what it wants to do. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, if Kirby can run the ball, that means he's got he's got clock management under under his sway. It means Fromm gets to pick his spots where he throws the ball, which is always what you want to see. Um, and it means the defense, uh, you know, isn't out there uh, as much because because uh, Georgia's controlling the clock. I, I just think it all flows from that. If, if the running game is there, I, I really think the rest of it's going to take care of itself. Um, you know, what little I've seen of Notre Dame this year, uh, their offensive line's got good size. Uh, their defensive line didn't impress me at all. Their secondary looks pretty decent. There's no way their, their team speed matches up with Georgia's overall. Um, and so, I, and, and I'm sure we're going to see a few new wrinkles. Uh, you know, the, the, you know, Kirby's newfound love with this habit stuff, you know, maybe mm-hmm. it'll make a difference. I don't know. The one thing that does scare me is, you know, I, you know, you look at book, and, you know, the individual parts of his game don't necessarily impress you, but overall, he's a gamer, and he's really good at, at, at you know, picking his spots and making things work. He does make me a little bit nervous. So, you, you know, you always wonder about Georgia and defending running quarterbacks, which, you know, yeah. you can do. Uh, so I think, the, I think the, the one big thing on defense I'm concerned about is making sure that they're, they're disciplined, they're maintaining, contained. Uh, I think if, if if Book is forced to stay in the pocket and throw, he's not as effective. Yeah, I I think one of the biggest sort of uh, vestigial PTSD things that we have left over from the Willie Martinez era. I, I remember when when Todd Grantham first st- took over before we all like soured on him and rightfully so. We we like successfully covered a, a wheel route like my you know senior year of college and I was like oh my god I've never seen it done before they did it in G day that first year and I about flipped out seeing somebody just having the the you know the uh control of the game the the mechanics down to do that I was stunned but I also yeah. remember that his defense gave up a few real routes too so yeah it, it it is interesting watching Georgia football over the last sort of three evolutions of it just become more I I don't really have a really good word for this. Like confident doesn't really doesn't really capture what I'm trying to say. But I I mean just like prepared. They just play cleaner than they used to. And I'm not even talking about like penalties. I just mean like it's rare to see a Georgia player now not in the right spot. Right. No, I, I know exactly what you mean. And that actually started falling off uh, when Willie took over and. Um, Van Gorder left, and not just because of the overall defensive strategy, which actually didn't change that much, but I can't remember, uh, whoever it was that they brought in to coach the linebackers was terrible, oh. with terrible coaching fundamentals. I mean, Freaking John Jancic, right? Yeah, it was, that's why I was Jancic. I mean, the fundamentals in the, in the, in the linebacking course started falling off immediately, and uh, it, I mean, you could just start seeing the defense slack from that, and uh, it's taken a long time to get things back where they need to be. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, did you want to, Justin, is there anything else you want to softball us up this way? I want to hear, uh, and I don't know where we're going to actually put this in the show. It's probably going to come before the, pre- no, it'll probably come after predictions, but before 
ask CBC. So we can ask you, um, what is your best guess, your hypothesis for what the score will be and how, how does it get there? Oh, well, I think what's the spread? 13 right now? Mm-hmm. I think Georgia, I don't know what the exact score is going to be, but I, I think Georgia's going to cover the spread pretty comfortably. I, I think they're going to win. I, I can see them winning by about 17. I like it. You know, maybe maybe something like 37-20, uh, 31-14, something like that. I, I, um, I, I, think, I think Georgia will get in the 30s on this team. It's awesome. Well, is there anything else you'd like to um, add, Nathan, before plug we wrap it up? No, and then we'll no, hit I'm the good. plug. I, I'm, I'm just happy that you gave us the time, man. We're very excited about it. Yeah, for oh, sure. My pleasure. My this will be a lot of fun. Um, do you want to plug uh, the blog before you leave <laughs> for the people in our show that don't already <laughs> read it? If you'll Google get the picture, it will it will come up. Uh, I think the, the the really weird thing if you if you Google Senator Blutarski, the blog actually comes up before Animal House does, which is just really <laughs> is that how you scary. knew you made it. In that yeah, moment. that that was that was actually the day, yeah somebody had, somebody had called me and said you need to go Google the Google your moniker and uh-huh. watch what happens and yeah uh, it, it sort of freaked me out to be honest with you yeah it's 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 weird also just because it's like I had to wait for the guy who originated the part to be dead <laughs> 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 you know that's that's always the worry well hey. Uh, this has been super awesome. This has been really special. I know for Nathan and myself too included. And uh, hopefully we can have you back when we see other great teams come to Georgia or Georgia goes and sees other great teams uh, in the near future. Whenever you, whenever you like, I enjoy it. Awesome. Thank awesome, you so man. much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Anytime you want to, and we'll be excited to have you. Thanks guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Our pleasure. All right. Bye. Bye.